Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, what the hell is going on in Wilmington, Delaware? <laughs> um, things, uh, it's unclear right now. Things are way up in the air. Uh, what was reported, what was expected, although we were hoping for something a little bit better. Hunter Biden was going to go in there and uh, plead guilty to a couple of misdemeanor tax offenses and uh, get absolutely no jail time. And there was going to be some sort of guarantee that he wouldn't be prosecuted in the future. That does that's that deal seems to have fallen apart. Uh, what happened was the judge, Judge Nureka is her name, uh, asked, does this prevent the does this these parameters? Will it prevent the government from prosecuting Hunter Biden in the future? And the prosecutor said no. And then the defense said, well, then there's no deal. We don't know everything. We have no cameras in the courtroom. We are only getting sporadic little bits and pieces about what's going on. Uh, Hunter, they've been in there for a couple of hours. This started at nine this morning. Uh, they've been in there ever since. They took one little break. Now, I think what really kind of happened here, the prosecutors were not intending to prosecute him. But they couldn't say that in open court. They couldn't just announce that we're not going to prosecute him. They could not. They couldn't say that because, um, well, then the <laughs> you just they weren't going to prosecute him. But when pressed, they know they knew the right answer was that we could not take that off the table, especially with all this other stuff going on. And they mentioned the judge mentioned Farah, the foreign uh, foreign advisors had something to do with registering as a lobbyist. So. <laughs> We don't know. We don't know. We're keeping our eye on it. Uh, everybody on air is speculating as to what the hell just happened. It's still happening. Right now, no plea deal for Hunter Biden. Still no plea deal for Hunter Biden. That's one headline. Another headline says uh, the plea deal totally fell apart. Now we have another report that says a partial plea agreement has been arranged. We don't know yet. Uh, I know this. Hunter Biden does not deserve a slap on the wrist. He deserves a hell of a lot more. Misdemeanors, no. Misdemeanors doesn't cut it, all right? We've seen the emails. We've seen the the boasting. We've seen the activity. We know about, thanks to the House Oversight Committee, $17 million at least from Ukraine, uh, $3.5 million at least from China, another $4 million at least from Romania. And they've just gotten started. They have just gotten started. Now we have... Uh, uh, Devin Archer, the friend of Hunter Biden, is ready to say and has apparently already said it to investigators. Now he's going to say it officially in a deposition before Congress on Monday that he was there with Hunter when uh, at the behest of Hunter's business associates, their business associates, they would call Joe Biden to show off. They called Joe Biden, put him on speakerphone. This is back when he was vice president of the United States. And, hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah, oh, you're working with my son. That's great. That's great. Yeah, keep it up. The whole message was, you see? All right, so I'm serious here. I can get this guy on the phone anytime I want. I can get this guy, and he'll do, he'll do what I ask. What did that one guy say? He loves my ass. 
uh, that some some ambassador got himself in big trouble by boasting that the president loved his ass, and then the once the president heard that uh, didn't love his ass all that much. So there's a lot going on. Uh, there's a widespread kind of awareness of Hunter Biden shenanigans. Hell, he's still doing cocaine in the White House. They found cocaine. We saw him snorting cocaine on the Truman balcony. Don't tell me he wasn't snorting cocaine. He was snorting cocaine. We know what it looks like. Did I see cocaine molecules go into his nose? No. But did I see his head go to his hand just the way they do in the club? Yes. Did I see him kind of scratch his nose just the way they do after taking a bump? That's what they call it, a bump? Yes. Did I see him all strung out and sweaty? Yes. Did I see his mother totally freaked out? Did I see his uh, the, the nanny totally freaked out? His wife totally freaked out? Yes. This might be for Hunter's own good, by the way. I don't want this guy to die of a drug overdose. Apparently, a lot of the media is like, you know, oh, well, let, let, let Hunter be Hunter. No, get him the help he needs. And uh, one of the things you need to uh, get straight is a little bit of accountability. I think a year in jail would do this guy some good, don't you? A year in jail. A year in prison. Now, watch this word. They're talking about this word, political. There can be no political influence. And that sounds right, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound like a righteous thing? No political influence. We want no political influence. There can be no political influence whatsoever. Why not? Why not? What's wrong with political influence? Uh, Think about it. the, The word has been so stigmatized, so... You know, just, oh, it sounds bad, political. We don't want anything political. We want, we just want the rules and the regulations. Nothing political, nothing political. It's actually a, a trick. It's a deep state trick, all right? Don't trust the politicians that you elected. Trust us, people you don't know who we are. You didn't elect us. We have the power anyway. We're here forever. There's no accountability. Yeah, trust us, not democracy. Trust us, not your elected leaders. You see? You see how that works? You know, people acted like Donald Trump committed some sort of grave sin when he would call the attorney general and said, hey, Bill Barr, what the hell are you doing? Why aren't you going after these guys? You should be looking into Hillary Clinton. You should. You should look into that. And he said, no, Mr. Oh, that would be political. I can't, we can't have you do that. Why not? He's the he was the chief executive officer of the government. He's running the executive branch. It's up to Bill Barr to make those determinations, <laughs> or it's up to career, uh, Bill Barr's uh, career civil service uh, deputy assistant associate whatever to make those determinations. I think it's up to the people. It should be up to the people. Beware that word. Beware that word. Actually. Embrace that word. Beware those who say, oh, it can't be political. It should be political. It really should be. That way we can have some accountability. That way we can call the shots. Who the hell is supposed to make the calls if not the president of the United States? Career prosecutors. It's up to career, non-political prosecutors. Hey, haven't we all kind of... That bubble's been burst, hasn't it? (laughs) Lawyer Lisa Page, Peter Strzok. He's not going to get elected, right? No, we'll stop him. We will stop him. Who's we? Unelected weirdo bureaucrats. We have no idea who they are. They have so much power. It was never supposed to be this way. You know how many people work for the federal government? Discounting the military, you got something like 3 million people. At least 3 million. 
How many elected leaders do we have in Congress? And uh, altogether, House of Representatives, Senate, President, Vice President, how many is that? That's uh, 537. 537 versus 3 million. Who's going to win that? And the 537, what are they worried about? <laughs> They're worried about getting reelected. They're worried about, you know, getting on television. They're worried about making a splash on social media. Uh, they got that big smile and no great brain. Uh, they're worried about you know hiring a makeup artist for their big television commercial. Uh, they're they're worried about the trivial stuff. They don't have the time. They don't have the uh, inclination. Most of the time, they don't have the ability to really understand what the hell's going on. Policy strategy. They just come and go. The deep state. They are there forever. Now, I don't know if you saw this uh, video. Do me a favor. It's from Frank Luntz. Now he thinks it's. He thinks this is dangerous. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, a video that's been going around, uh, like describing, basically, it's like if the deep state were a person, what would the deep state want to do? <laughs> okay, it's and it's kind of scary, but it's very, very clever at the same time. We'll get to that in a second. Um, now, the other good news is there seems to be momentum, and there has to be. You know, I don't want anybody impeached for nothing, right? I don't want anybody impeached for nonsense. Donald Trump was impeached for nonsense twice. And they really, it should be the ultimate penalty, impeachment, you know, for high crimes and misdemeanors. You know what it says in the Constitution? One of those high crimes are, they, they explain it, bribery. Bribery. And we have very solid information. Circumstantial, I'll grant you, circumstantial at this point, but it looks pretty freaking bad. Actually, screw circumstantial. We have suspicious activity reports from the Department of Treasury. Our elected leaders went there and inspected it. They have determined that money is coming in like crazy from foreign entities going through multiple LLCs, limited liability corporations, and winding up in the checking account of Hunter Biden's girlfriend, of Hunter Biden's wife, of Hunter Biden's ex-wife, of Hunter Biden's uncle, Jim Hunter Biden's other uncle, Frank, Hunter Biden's grand uh, children, i.e. Joe Biden's grandkids. You know, it's actually interesting in a weird way. You know, the, the well, the only person not getting money is Joe. Yeah, that's the point. Actually, that he's not getting any money actually makes him look guiltier, more guilty. Right. It's like they made that arrangement for uh, that beautiful, that beautiful phrase. Uh, what was it again? Um, culpable. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. That's what uh, Tony Bobolinsky told us that uh, uh, Jim Biden was was boasting about. Okay? I just sent you something there. All right. Uh, let's go back to Wilmington. Oh, I did this whole thing. You know, Joe Biden is yelling around uh, like crazy. Do I have this where he says he's from Wilmington? He is from Wilmington. He's always talking about being from Wilmington. He's from Wilmington, right? No, he's not. He's actually from Greenville, Delaware. Where's Greenville, Delaware? Greenville, Delaware is about eight miles outside of Wilmington. Why does he say he's from Wilmington and not from uh, Greenville? Well, uh, especially when he's using race as a weapon to rip this country apart. Wilmington has more than half uh, the population is black. How many black people live in Greenville? Less than, less than 4%. Less than 4%. He doesn't want you to know that. He wants everybody to think that he lives in the hood in Wilmington. 
And that was that speech he gave yesterday. Just talk about exploitive. Talk about uh, playing the race card. Hey, when you play the race card, people can play it on you. Okay, and that's and other countries can play it on us. That's actually happening. All right, we got this thing. Okay, this is the Frank Frank Luntz brought this to our attention. He's a bit of a swamp guy, and he thinks this is bad. Therefore, <laughs> from what I've seen so far, it's absolutely great. Hit it. If I was the deep state and I wanted to destroy America. I would rig the election with a puppet candidate, one that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished. I like the beat, too. The visuals are even more impressive. Was that wild or what? That was inspiring. That was something that was motivating. I enjoyed the hell out of it. All right. Hunter Biden pleads not guilty to charges. Hunter Biden pleads not guilty amid drama over plea deal. It's still unfolding. Judge can accept a plea agreement between two parties. One of the the, the possible. All right, we don't we don't know yet. It's still it's still in flux. So um, a, a guilty plea has been not entered. That suggests that the plea deal might be on. Okay, I think we'll know more when we come back from commercial. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So no plea deal, no plea deal. This is, uh, I think, very interesting. And this is, uh, let's go through it. You know what I think may have happened? David Weiss, the U.S. attorney, uh, his integrity was being questioned. And uh, is th- is this part of? Did he was he too frustrated? Was his good name going down in uh, in flames? And he wanted to, I don't know, because the prosecutors did something interesting here. All right, let me go through this, uh, Miranda. First. First son Hunter Biden's wrist slap probation only plea deal on tax and gun charges fell apart Wednesday over his demand for blanket immunity from accountability for all criminal conduct, with prosecutors balking and saying he could still face other charges, including for illegal foreign lobbying. This from the Post just moments ago. The stunning turn of events came more than 90 minutes into the hearing at the federal courthouse in Wilmington, Delaware, where Hunter was expected to plead guilty to two misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay taxes and enter a diversion program on a felony federal weapons charge. 
Prosecutors admitted under questioning from U.S. District Judge uh, Mary Ellen Noreka that President Biden's 53-year-old son still could be charged with offenses, including failing to register as a foreign agent for lucrative dealings in countries such as China and Ukraine that allegedly involved his father. As far as I'm concerned, the plea agreement is null and void, defense attorney Chris Clark reportedly told the court in response a little before noon. Ultimately, the first son's legal team agreed to move forward with the plea deal when it was specified that Hunter would face no additional charges linked to tax crimes from 2014 to 2019 or any counts involving his drug use and associated gun ownership crimes. However, it was far from clear whether Nureka would accept the revised agreement. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, yeah, he's talking impeachment. That's a big deal. Now, Hunter Biden introduced his dad to many of his foreign associates and in some instances served as a liaison to U.S. officials. Legal experts assess that he likely violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act through conduct documented on his abandoned laptop and other records. And everything that Devin Archer is telling us as well. Well, you know who's going to be here in a little bit and can totally straighten us out on everything? Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I woke up. He was all over the headlines, too. I think uh, they mischaracterized something that he did. You know, they're harassing him all over the place, all over the country. But I tell you what, he's one of the most cheerful, happy-go-lucky guys I've ever encountered. And I love that. That's a gift. That's really something special. Really something special. All this intense pressure. But you know why? Because he knows he's on the right side. Hey, did you see this crane that fell down uh, over at Hudson Yards? Whoa, big fire, and those cranes, they look so precarious, but, uh, and then there was a fire, I think the, I don't know, but there was a fire, a lot of smoke, and then the crane just fell off, just bent over, scraped the other building, I'm told no fatalities, but several injuries, I don't know if they're serious or not, that crane, it's a miracle, do they, you know, usually if building's on fire, they say no one can go down the street. But I did see a lot of cars not very far from that, where that cars that were operating not very far from the crane. We're glad nobody died. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, so no deal for Hunter Biden. What the hell happened? He was supposed to go in there. It was supposed to be a 15 minute uh, proceeding. He was going to plead guilty to two misdemeanors and then be on his way. No jail time. No. Uh, uh, promise of no further prosecution, sweetheart deal. We hated it. We didn't like it. The judge started asking some questions, and uh, it all fell apart. I think that's good news, but I want to know more about what this, ha- why this happened, what's really going on. Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor, joins us. Uh, Mr. Mayor, welcome back. Uh, what do you think of this thing? Well, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, for about two weeks now, that it might fall apart. And we didn't think it would because everything's gone their way. But we also thought it might if we had a fair judge. Looks like we had a fair judge. And um, uh, this, this, I mean, this plea deal, any fair judge would have thrown this plea deal out, given all of the background to it. Because now the, the judge knows the background to it, right? The judge knows that they wanted to charge much more serious crimes. And according to two... IRS uh, lifetime employees who were under oath, they were stopped. 
So the judge uh, could very well believe, unless she has a hearing, that she's executing a fraud here. Well, hold on. The mayor- so if I were the judge, yeah. put politics aside, normal case, I'd hold this thing up and say, hey, guys, we have a hearing. Well, judge, wait. Everybody comes in and we find out. Is this a, is this kosher or not? I don't think that – that doesn't sound like it happened. I mean, number one, the judge – is not supposed to go around doing their own investigating, right? I mean, they're they're not supposed to do that. They're presented with stuff, and she's no, supposed... No, the judge didn't investigate. It, 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 it came to the judge's attention by affidavit. Remember, uh, the Heritage Foundation intervened and brought these facts to the judge's attention. So now the judge has brought to her attention a possible corrupt plea deal. Okay, so when... The court's not going to sanction... Well, the, what what happened? I don't know if you know this part. Let me ask you this: she she asked the prosecutors if there's a, a a promise for no further prosecution, and the prosecutor said in open court that there is no such guarantee, and they may there's a host of things that they could possibly charge him with in the future, including that Farrah thing regarding registering as a foreign agent. I want to ask you this: is it possible? You know, the prosecutors. With a wink and a nod, they weren't going to. They were not going to prosecute Hunter going forward. But maybe because it was asked and it's in open court, or maybe David Weiss, the uh, U.S. attorney, feels shamed in all of this. That because it, it sounds to me like the defense attorney stood up and said, "We have no deal anymore," because they're they they could potentially prosecute in the future. Is does that make sense? Cur- that is absolutely correct. I mean, for, first of all, for, for, I remember telling you it's very unusual that you make a plea deal without everything closed out. Uh, it's very, very rare that you make a plea deal and the prosecutor is then allowed to continue to investigate. The reason to make the plea deal is to end the case. So um, somebody must have misled somebody else as to whether that, that was going on. And uh, the reality is, since it wasn't going to end the case, the judge could you know, exercise her discretion not to take it. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you the real reason, the judge reads the newspapers. The judge heard about the hearing. The judge was not going to put a stamp of approval on what could turn out to be one of the biggest scandals in American history. And if her, her name next to a plea, that ends up exploding. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I get it, I get it, I get it. But the mechanics of today, the mechanics of today, now the judge just asked a question. Are you ruling out prosecution in the future? And the prosecutor said no. And then it sounds like to me the defense attorney got up and said, well, then we have no deal. Now, does that make sense? Forget about everything else. Could that could it have gone down that way? Yeah. Huh. huh. Yes. I mean, and it sounds like it sounds like that. I mean, unless who, who knows who's lying, but it sounds like the defense attorney thought they had such a deal. Right, right, and that defense attorney. Uh, well, I've I mean, seen why, him on TV. Why would why, why? Go ahead. Why would the defense attorney plead p- part of, part of the way through the case until the whole case is left out there and you can bargain away everything? That, remember, there was a lot of criticism of this plea on that ground the minute it came out. People wanted to know was this for the whole case? Wasn't it for the whole case? And then a whole bunch of defense attorneys showed up on television saying. We would never do that. We would never do that. We would never plead halfway through the case. Who knows what they're going to come up with? So maybe they were misled. But in any event, the judge looks at this and says, I'm not disposing of this case. Why should I take the plea? Plus, in the back of her mind, she knows she's got a plea, and she doesn't know how this thing developed. She doesn't know 
what kind of crimes were committed, uh, who interfered with whom. There's no question there was interference in the case. There was a much bigger case that was going to be brought that wasn't. Now, who's telling the truth and lying about that? We don't know, but that's for sure. Did Weiss get cut cut down? Did Weiss cut it down? Did uh, Garland do it? She may very well get into the whole thing. All right, what about this? So what do you think happens next? I mean, maybe they look at it and, all right, <laughs> Hunter, you're going to have to go to jail for a year. And he sucks it up and he goes to jail for a year. And I think if that were to happen politically, I mean, maybe it should be five years, maybe it should be 10 years. But politically, I think that takes a lot of this off the table. I mean, you know what I mean? Like if, if a hunt, if a Biden is going to jail, that that's significant. And it kind of gives conservatives yeah, less right. of an issue. <laughs> what do you like? It laughing? does, because, you know, the Democrats were already using that, right? Yeah. They were already saying, oh, Hunter's pay, is paying his price. Hunter's paying his price because the price is ridiculously low. But it does it does do exactly what you say. It gives it a feeling. Oh, he paid something. He paid something. I don't know that this judge will accept a, a plea midway. Sounds like this judge isn't going to take a plea unless it ends the case. So they not, may not be able to pull that off. Hey, by the way, let's they go. They might to, not be able to pull off a one. I, I'm sorry. You know, I, 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 you're on New York one right now. <laughs> Giuliani admits to lying. <laughs> and I what? saw these headlines all morning long. I said, you know what? This is not true. I, I didn't lie. I, I, I know. I, my I know. God, I just put out a tweet on that. I didn't admit to lying. What I did, what I did was, I stipulated away half the case by saying I'm not admitting lying or telling the truth that has nothing to do with the case. Let's get to the real issues in the case. And it says it is not an admission of lying. It's a thing that you do called admit arguendo. You admit for the purpose of moving on with the case, not because it's true, but because it's irrelevant. You know, it's funny because I knew that and, was and, and the fake news loves. The fake news loves to do this all the time. I did not admit that I was lying. Well, that's Just why it's opposite. fake. That's why it's fake. I knew it. And actually, if you read the fine print of the story, it will take you there. And by the way, do you say... Of course it does. Do you say, though, like, like, look, if I say something and I think it's true and it turns out to not be true, that doesn't mean I was lying. I mean, <laughs> uh, Ruby Shea, Shea not. Moss, whatever the hell... Not. Of course, it could turn out to be wrong. I mean, <laughs> I still have that defense, yes. And the person uh, you're talking about, I'm I don't... I'm not... Sorry, buddy. You know what? It's so weird. We're on this... We you got a special connection down there. I wish I wish one of us was on the phone. That would make it easier. I, I, I keep cutting you off, but I'm going to stop yeah, talking now. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. We're getting through. All right. <laughs> Wait, one more thing. Go so, ahead. So these two ladies, these two ladies, and I don't want to get you in any more trouble or give you any more legal exposure, but um, they're okay. They're just, you know, just because we're you're conceding on one point or abandoning one point, that doesn't mean that they're innocent. Also doesn't mean that they're guilty. I mean, people, it's a free country. We 100%. can suspect and we can go out and say, I think that they're guilty. I think they did something weird. That this is still, I think, America and you are allowed to say it, but they want to make it that you can't. Isn't that crazy? Of course. And this is also because we're going to be in front of an Atlanta jury and we'd rather not litigate the factual issues in front of an Atlanta jury. And we have two or three very strong legal issues that could throw the case out, including a violation of the First Amendment, which gets us away from an Atlanta jury and moves us into the federal judicial system where we have a much better chance of getting a fair result. So you concede for purposes of argument. Look, 
We're not saying it's true. We're not saying it's false. We're just not going to fight it. Let's move on to the legal issues. Was there intent? Let's move on to the pure legal issues. Isn't this a violation of the First Amendment and the Sixth Amendment? That's what we're doing with the case. Gotcha. It's a, you know, a, a smart legal maneuver. May win, may lose, but a heck of a lot better than going to trial in front of an Atlanta jury where I'm telling the truth 100%, but I don't know. <laughs> They're 90% Democrats, and they hate Trump, and they probably hate me. Well, hey, what regarding Trump, do you know anything more about the uh, indictment? Is it happening tomorrow? I heard, I heard on Sunday night it was going to happen tomorrow. I hope it never happens. That's what but, I heard, too. Okay. But it has not been reiterated in the last 24 hours that I've been calling around. But that doesn't mean it isn't going to happen tomorrow. Okay. And how bad do you think it's going to be? I don't think I, th- I think I think the cases are downhill now. Downhill from the uh from the fr- from from the last one about the documents where at least they have some contradictions, irrelevant contradictions, but contradictions. This is this is a, this this is a ridiculous case when you consider the last things he said to this group was go peacefully and patriotically. No way you can put a put a put a riot on him. There's no evidence of a riot. Uh, the fact that he's contesting the election, he did exactly the same thing Nixon and Kennedy did. He he got alternate electors named. So what? He never called them anything else. And he did he wasn't not going around saying these are the real electors. And he did not threaten. Uh... Raffensperger, that weak, wimpy Secretary of State. Now, granted, I think Raffensperger is probably afraid of his own cat. I mean, he's a very, very <laughs> nervous guy. And, you know, so somebody, somebody like just saying, hey, you would just totally traumatize him. So he may have felt threatened, but that's not President Trump's fault. We got to remember that. But he's out there publicly saying, like, I felt threatened. I felt threatened when the president said that. I got, right. So that that's no, yeah, right. th- 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 it is funny. But that that's what they're saying, that he was threatening people on that phone call. We can all listen to it. He's not threatening anybody. I the phone call my goodness you know it's a normal phone call that you have with lawyers i mean i've had been in much worse phone calls than that <laughs> i'd be in jail 40 <laughs> times if that's the standard i wouldn't be here today this is america you're allowed to pick up a phone and yell at people and you're allowed to say you know what i'm gonna kick your ass if you don't get that right you know like- you know he was more he was more he was more sarcastic than he was basically he was saying he didn't say the whole thing but he's saying because he believed there were about two hundred thousand questionable votes he was basically saying, "Out of two hundred thousand questionable votes, you can't even find eleven thousand. My God!" Right, right. So that, that's the whole. That, that's exactly what he was saying. But you know what? They keep going. It keep, they keep marching on the left and these unjust prosecutions, and they're counting on us to be a couple of things: number one, distracted; number two, stoned; uh, number three, scared. And then the rest of us, they're just going to say, "Oh, they're just a bunch of MAGA far right extremists." So they're a danger to yeah, democracy. They didn't count on Trump, though. They did not count on Trump. They didn't count on Trump. They they thought they'd cave him by now. They have no idea they're making him stronger. Oh, my God, you're they right. They have no idea this man becomes stronger the more you would put him in a corner. You no, know, this was, they never thought it would get this far. They thought they would take, right. They just thought he'd quit. Oh, I can't. Like a normal, traditional, conventional person, like, I have to, uh, you know, resign and fight this case, and I look forward to clearing yeah, my name and all that they, stuff. They have no idea what they're dealing with. <laughs> they should by now. They should by now. I yeah. mean, it's very possible. I guess it could always turn that this just adds to his 
Well, he goes up even more. I mean, he's winning the Republican primary by 40 percent. He was only winning by 12 when this all started. And now he's beating Biden. He was losing to Biden before. Now he's beating Biden, not by a lot, but by enough to make it uh, noticeable. And Biden has a lot of problems in store for him. I mean, the the house of cards is just beginning to fall. Yeah, actually, and real quick on that. This Devin Archer thing, we've all read Miranda Devine. We know what he, the story he wants to tell, but he officially hasn't told it yet. Um, what do you make of Devin Archer at this point? Well, I know, I kind of know the Devin Archer story. Oh, Devin, wait, just for everybody uh, not else. Not directly, not directly, but from, I, it's a devastating story. Uh, it, it, uh, well, first of all, it makes the whole 15-year recitation, I didn't know about my son's foreign dealings, just like 15 years of a thousand lies. And, and the only reason you tell those thousand lies is to hide your criminality. And you would be entitled to a judge charging a judge that, that it's a false exculpatory statement, which is a powerful uh, uh, part of the proof of intent of a, crim- of a crime. I, I mean by Joe. Uh, he repeated it so often. And now, and, and now to switch it to, well, he wasn't in business with him, makes it even worse. It makes them even more deceptive. So, you know, once we practice to deceive, it's impossible to know where it's going to end, and that's what's happening to them. And they've got so much help, though, from the media. The media have protected and coddled him. Frankly, they'd be over if it weren't for that uh, two years ago. This would be over two years ago if it wasn't for the media. He'd be in jail right now. They're warming up to it, though. I can see, I don't know if it's Barack Obama giving them the green light or at least the yellow caution light because, you know, I'm looking at MSNBC and CNN. They are covering it right now. Some of these these reporters, I mean, they're being made fools out of if they don't start pursuing this stuff. Mr. Mayor, you're the best. I'm so, uh, we're so privileged to have you break that down with us. Oh, you're the best. I love your show. Great show last night, too, and I'm waiting waiting for tonight. Oh, thank you, sir. (laughs) To be continued, Mayor Giuliani. You're the best on TV. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, We'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, let's go around the horn here. Uh, Lou in Levittown. Yeah. Hey, Greg. Listen, you know who runs Delaware? Hey, I got to put you on hold for a second. Uh, let's go to Brian in Warwick. Hi, Brian. Yeah, it seems you're having trouble with the phones with Rudy. Over. <laughs> All right, keep going. What's up? You should end all the calls that you have like that, like the military does. <laughs> over. over. Right, right, right. Roger, over and out, right? Over and out. That means end of conversation. Over means a pause. But uh, anyway, all righty. Well, what do you got? Well, I was just thinking that maybe you think the judge was in on this negotiation, that, you know, the answer was expected and that they're going to uh, still proceed with it. But uh, the offense might be a little more drastic with Hunter. Uh, that the judge was in on it? Yeah. What do you mean? Rehearsed. The whole thing was rehearsed? Yes. Look, I don't know. We just heard what Rudy said. I'm not a federal prosecutor. It seemed like, uh, I think that this blew up uh, for a number of reasons. I think Weiss, the U.S. attorney, didn't like his name being thrown in uh, in the mud there. And the prosecutors uh, kind of signaled that they were not going to promise no further prosecution but i don't know and uh, i don't think it's still kind of in flux details are still emerging i have nothing bad to say about the judge though at this point i don't know and uh thanks brian uh let's try uh paul hi paul what's up hey how you doing greg 
Um, I'm just wondering, you know, excuse me, let's say that the prosecuting attorney came in and said, okay, we got an attempted robbery here, but they ignored the assault with a deadly weapon charge. Do you think that's what this judge is doing? It's like, you think this judge is saying, hey, wait a minute, I agree with this charge, but what about this greater charge that you're ignoring? What about that? Well, you think uh, this judge is doing that? You know what? I actually... I don't know if the judge actually called this deal off. Uh, You know, the fake news always gets it wrong. The initial headline, you heard what they said about Rudy. It sounds to me like when the prosecution said, we're not guaranteeing no further prosecution, the defense attorney got up and said, well, then we have no deal. Because that was the whole point. No further prosecution. Um, They didn't feel comfortable pleading guilty. So why plead guilty to this? If you're going to continue to prosecute us, we'll hold this because it's a value somehow you know, maybe this is a bargaining chip they want to use going forward. So I don't know at this point if it was actually I, I understand what you just said, but I don't know if it was actually the judges if the judge undid this thing. Again, that's what some headlines are saying, but information is still coming in. I wonder if there will be a ruling in, uh, on paper or we'll get a transcript or something. But it sounds to me like the uh, the lawyer there, the defense lawyer said, well, then we have no deal. You guys said you were not going to prosecute. Now you're going to prosecute. Thank you, uh, Sandra. Hi. Hi, hi, Greg. Um, you know, over the weekend on the Newsmax ticker, it said that the White House is launching a pandemic preparedness office. So I'm worried, and con- I, I really think that they're planning another uh, another COVID thing. Like what I think is that the Democrats will blindside the public prior to the election with either COVID concerns or maybe some other disaster that the World Health Organization can declare. All right. I know. I wait, say, wait, wait. I just want to say, just because they have a pandemic office doesn't mean that. I mean, so okay. they had a pandemic office before the Trump administration, and then they got rid of it. And now this is just like, oh, you see, we got the pandemic office. It's just, it's just more money. It's just more bureaucracy, a pandemic office. Now, there's an office to deal with a pandemic. You know, it's a couple of guys in a computer. Is that going to work? I don't know. Or 50 guys. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, I would like to think that I really don't. I would love to think, although I'm not convinced that America had nothing to do with it. I, I really think it was China and China may have done it deliberately. I found that out from Gordon Chang. So, um, you know, let's uh, look. There's enough to worry about. Let's not go there yet. OK. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Listen, I got to take a break. There's the music. Uh, thank you. And let's just see if there's any more news. Hunter Biden hearing ends with plea deal on hold. You see, this is the thing. Now they're conferring. They're conferring and all kinds of kind. Maybe they're meeting in chambers. You know, sometimes they meet in chambers. You ever see that in the verdict with Paul Newman meeting in chambers? Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, boy. Remember this dreary song? Well, anyway, sorry to report that Sinead O'Connor is dead at the age of 56. Uh, All right, enough of that song. It was so depressing and weird. How did that that become a global hit? I don't know. I think it had something to do with a haircut, but uh, I am sorry to see that she has died uh, just 56 years old. That's uh, obviously way too young. And uh, she definitely had troubles, a lot of them, right? Uh, you know, drug abuse. Uh, she lost her son a while back. But, I mean, she was a bit of a nutcase. Uh, just remember when she was on Saturday Night Live and what did she do? She had a picture of the Pope. 
And I think the Pope was John Paul II, and she tore it up on camera. And tore it up. What the hell did he have to do with any? Leave him alone. You know, so she, um, it was always you know, some spectacle with her. And uh, anyway, very sorry that uh, she's gone. And uh, remember, I think she was living in a hotel, like a motel in New Jersey for a while, like on welfare. Uh, rough, rough time. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Where did she die? Uh, unclear where. Um, now, she changed her name. Do we call her Sinead O'Connor or do we call her Shaduda Sadakwat? Because she converted to Islam back in 2018. Shaduda Sadakwat. And I, 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 I do remember she was a, the, the haircut was a big chunk of it. You know, who is this mysterious woman singing like this? But then it was just one, you know, outburst and an episode after the next. And if she could just settle down and maybe if she, well, anyway, she's gone. I did remember just how offensive and weird that was when she tore up that picture of the Pope. And, you know, some people, they just don't look at the, they just want to hear what people tell them about Christianity rather than what Christianity is. And Christianity is very, very, very beautiful. And uh, all the peace and tranquility and joy that, that folks seek through drugs is available through him. Drugs and alcohol and sex and a whole bunch of other things. Um, now, I, am I, I'm not the best ambassador, all right? Nobody is. Nobody is, all right? I lose my temper. I'm, you know, I'm all over the place. But uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> just imagine what I'd be like if I did not have him. Huh? I would probably be dead. No kidding. I think I'd be dead. How would I have died? I probably would have gotten drunk and gotten hit by a car, to be honest. I think that's what would have happened, um, stumbling around like a jerk. But uh, thank God. I mean, literally, thank God. And so sorry that uh, Sinead O'Connor is gone. Uh, uh, best to her family. And she leaves behind, I guess, two kids. Two kids. Whew. No plea deal for Hunter Biden. And uh, it's still all coming together. Now it does look like the judge, you know, the judge was like, you guys get the hell out of here. This is no plea agreement. Beat it. She was mad. Um, let's go. Let's see what the Times has to say here. Um, the judge... Uh, let's see here. Give me one second. One second. Uh, the judge delayed a decision demanding that the two sides make changes in the deal, clarifying the limits of its broad immunity from prosecution. Okay. Um, and, uh, we're looking at him going into court. It was just, you know, another thing that really bothered people when he showed up after this deal was announced. I mean, the parameters of the deal was announced about a month ago when she showed up at that state dinner, he showed up at that state dinner. Remember? You know, hobnobbing with uh, the attorney general, the guy who was kind of in charge of it. That was uh, that was not right. All right. A deal that would have Hunter Biden plead guilty to a pair of misdemeanor tax charges while avoiding prosecution on a gun charge. hit a last minute snag with a judge in the case unexpectedly putting off her decision. The federal judge overseeing the case, Mary Ellen Nareka, who, by the way, spent a lot of time in New York City in her life. She was a. Uh, she uh, went to Columbia University for a degree, a master's degree, not a law degree, but a master's degree. Uh, she deferred her decision on approving the deal between Mr. Biden and federal prosecutors on Wednesday afternoon. Another twist in a case that seemed to have been sewn up just hours earlier. During a three-hour hearing in federal district court in Wilmington, Delaware, Judge Nareka asked the two sides to make changes to the deal that would clarify her role and insert language that limits the scope of broad immunity from prosecution it would grant to Mr. Biden on his business dealings. 
The decision delays, at least briefly, a proposed deal that came after a years-long investigation by the federal prosecutor in Delaware, David C. Weiss, a Trump appointee who was kept on by the Biden Justice Department. Remember, every time they say Trump appointee, it's it's so dishonest, it's basically a lie. It's so, yeah, they all leave out that this person was recommended highly by the two top Democrats in Delaware, the two senators, Coons and Carper. They love this person. And it was a courtesy by the Trump administration to uh, to make him the U.S. attorney. The U.S. attorney also worked for Obama and Bush. Nobody ever points that out. Under the terms of the proposed agreement, Hunter Biden would not serve time in prison. The hearing appeared to be going smoothly before Judge Nareka questioned whether the agreement meant that Mr. Biden would be immune from prosecution for other crimes including violations related to representing foreign governments in perpetuity. When a top prosecutor in the case said it would not, Chris Clark, Mr. Biden's lead attorney, initially hesitated and then said the government's position would make the agreement null and void. That's what I was saying. See, it seems to be more that the, uh, the defense called this stuff off. Mr. Clark then asked for a recess to try to hash out a compromise to salvage the deal and the parties began furiously negotiating. After a brief halt to the proceedings, Judge Nareka said she would delay her ruling. Mr. Biden's lawyers estimated it would take about two weeks to hammer out the changes she requested. I cannot accept the plea agreement today, Judge Nareka said. Here's what to know. Hunter Biden, okay, and that's uh, all the stuff that we uh, actually all, all, this is just a rehash of everything. All right, I like it. I mean, it's <laughs> a step in the right direction. And also, we're moving closer to impeaching uh, President Biden, and he deserves it, all right? Not like the phony impeachments under Trump, but these real impeachments. Hey, can we hear that deep state video one more time? We're going to get to that in a second. First, I want to show you how Joe Biden just tore this country apart, um, tore this country apart, stuff that he's not supposed to do with this Emmett Till nonsense. Uh, Emmett Till, I wish you were alive and 82 years old. Never should have happened to him, but it happened to him. I found out about it in the first grade, maybe the fourth grade. Emmett Till, I know that picture. You've all seen it a billion times. But here's Joe running around saying that uh, you don't know it unless Joe Biden establishes a federal park for Emmett Till. Cut 18. It's just barbaric. Barbaric what happened. Seriously, all you moms out there, imagine the courage. Yeah, all you soccer moms out there, all you suburban moms, vote for me, not the other guy. And I want you to feel bad about what this uh, this boy went through in 1955. You know, when you're the president of the United States, there are a lot of great things to talk about. I'm not talking. We already know this stuff, Joe. This is not your role. You pre- You think it is. And here you are trying to say it is, but it's not. Cut 19. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know. We have to learn what we should know. We should know about our country. We should know everything, the good, the bad, the truth, of who we are as a nation. That's what great nations do. That's what great nations do. Joe, we don't need you for that. We actually don't even need the federal government for that. We know this stuff. You know, some, uh, some guy who barely graduated the University of Delaware with a degree in gym is going to try to tell me about civil rights. All right. Stay the hell out of it. Focus on your job. Hey, you know who doesn't do this? The Chinese. 
A lot worse stuff happened in China. You think President Xi is running around bad-mouthing China all the time? How about Vladimir Putin? Is he bad-mouthing Russia all the time? Now, some of that stuff, the bad things that happened in those countries, yeah, they are censored, but they're not censored here. And we all knew about Emmett Till a long, 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 long time ago. And here's Joe. I mean, this is, this is even worse. Cut 20. I used to say, think that you pass something that was good, you can make hate go away. Hate never goes away. It just hides. It hides under the rocks. And give them a little bit of oxygen by bad people. It comes roaring out again. Yeah, this is, <laughs> what is he doing here? He's trying to, you know, he lumps us MAGA like we're a bunch of hate-filled right-wing extremists, right? And a bad, bad people, are right, give them light, give them light, right? The Donald Trump gave us oxygen. That's what he's saying. And he said it before, more explicitly, but that's what he's saying. And hate never goes away. What about love Trump's hate? You know, I, I, I found this footage of Joe Biden being palsy-walsy with segregationist, racist Senator Strom Thurmond. I mean, these guys were best buds, totally best buds in love with each other. Joe Biden went to uh, his funeral and gave the eulogy. And guess what? Actually, I'm not one of these guys who's saying, you see, Biden's a racist because he went to the funeral of a racist. Actually, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I think it's fine that he went to the funeral and gave the eulogy. And if you look at the eulogy, it's actually kind of nice. But this is a Biden who died and uh, disappeared a long time ago in 2005. Joe was never qualified to be president, but at least he had a certain soul, a certain something. And he explained that when he met uh, Strom Thurmond in 1973, yeah, he was an ardent segregationist and full of hate. But you know what? He learned. He got better and he abandoned all that stuff. It's kind of nice. It's kind of good. Right. The hate went away. You know, but you know, the hate, hate, hate never hate just hides. And then Trump makes it come out all again. Right. Right. And then look at this gaslighting. I hate the word gaslighting. I ba- <laughs> there's something about gaslighting, but this is gaslighting. This is pretending something's a problem when it's not a problem. We're pretending something is a problem when there's no problem. Cut 21. Ever think we'd be talking about banning books in America? Ban in history? I'm serious. You're seriously wrong. You're seriously out of touch. Or you're seriously a bad guy yourself. No one's talking about banning Catcher in the Rye or Uncle Tom's Cabin. We're talking about banning uh, pornography for children, featuring children. Now, there's a hellacious book called Gender Queer. I have it in my iPad, actually. Because I'm old enough, and I can deal with it, and I can actually (laughs) lose my you-know-what thinking that children are going to be reading this stuff in middle school. Have you ever heard of, uh, well, I I can't even go into the, I don't want to, but there are sex toys featured, sex toys, and children using the sex toys on, on each other. And it's in a book that has been embraced by the left, and they think it should be in the middle school. You know, the whole, the whole thing is pathetic. You know, we got our hands full with the stupid phone and the trillions and trillions and trillions of pages of uh, pornography there. What is that doing to the next generation? What has it done to the early? What has it done? What has that done, the access to the pornography? I remember having to sneak two towns over to get a glance of a Playboy magazine, right? 
or possibly, you know, with the, the the guy was looking in the other way in the in the in Tiamo in the in the in the, the at the newsstand, possibly getting a peek at the penthouse, possibly. Now, any act you can imagine is accessible in your damn pocket. You don't have to go to some store and show yourself. Anyway, but Joe wants to make matters a little bit worse with this stuff. Actually, a lot worse. Let's see here. I want to do one more. Cut 22. Another hero in this story. The black press. Oh, I'm serious. He's serious. I thought he was kidding. The Chicago Defender and other newspapers and radio announcers who told the story were unflinching. Unflinching. He's a big reader of Jet Magazine. The black media, he says. The black media. You know how he treated the black media. Remember when he sat down with uh, Charlemagne to... Why does Charlemagne call himself that? I can't stand his name. Charlemagne to G-O-D. I mean, who the hell does he think he is? From what I can tell, he's a pretty... He's a great broadcaster and he's an interesting guy, but I don't like the name. Charlemagne the God, he calls himself. What the hell? Or is it from God? What does T-H-A mean? Maybe it means from God. I, that makes it a little bit better, but I don't think it should be in his name. But anyway, there he is. And um, what did, what did uh, he said? Listen, uh, Mr. Vice President, okay, you know, I got a lot more questions for you. The interview's over, but we got to talk again. Yeah, you got questions. Well, I'll tell you what, if you got questions, whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. <laughs> you ain't black. If you don't vote for me, that, that you're not a black man. Joe said that at the age of 78 years old. Right? That's a racist through and through. And he ain't changing, unfortunately. Be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, once again, now the fake news. Everyone's freaking out about Sinead O'Connor. They're all running obituary pieces. The Irish singer dead at the age of uh, 56. Nothing compares to you. That song came out in the 80s, right? Mid-1980s or so. And uh, I let's face it, the big thing about that song was the fact that she was bald, right? We had never seen a woman like that at that point. And bald not because of any disease or chemotherapy or anything like that, but because she went and got a crew cut. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, I kind of, yeah, I think it was uh, 56 is obviously way too young. Now, she was doing a lot of drugs, right? There was a lot of drugs and, and issues, mental and otherwise. And uh, anyway, that's always, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. It, oh. For over 34 years, Sinead has been addicted to marijuana and added that she suffered from a lot of trauma and abuse growing up. You know, people think uh, marijuana is like, oh, that's fine. It helps me relax. It's dangerous. Okay. It can bring on psychosis, total and complete psychosis. I actually tried it a couple of times. What was my immediate side effect? Psychosis, total and complete psychosis. Uh I, ju- I, I, it was this, one of the scariest things. So I had to wait like three years to try it again. <laughs> then I, ah, wasn't that bad, was it? Yes, it was. So, uh, she's gone, Hey, have you ever heard of something called I translate? It's a new, it's an app. You can get it. I just got it. 
and it's actually pretty cool. Um, here, watch. It's going to translate for me. All right. First, I got to go like this. All right. The president's son, Hunter Biden, will not be going to jail, at least not today, because the agreement fell apart. Now it's going to put it in Spanish. Los presidentes son Hunter Biden no irán a la cárcel al menos no hoy porque el acuerdo se desmoronó. Is that pretty good Spanish? Is that pretty good? I mean, uh, you speak Spanish, Rich? No. <laughs> it sounds good. Uh, las presidentes son, uh, who knows, I can't, but it's called, it's called, what they basically are saying, there's a big article today by John McWhorter, you ever hear of him? Total brainiac intellectual from Columbia University, he's a linguist, guy's fascinating, and he's a lifelong learner of languages, but he's basically conceding with all these technologies out there, why bother learning the language? Uh, you can just use something like this. You can conduct a business meeting. You can order in a restaurant. Now, there are little nuances that are going to be lost, obviously, and maybe it's worth a lifetime of study, and maybe it's not. Right now, something like 9 in 10 European school students study a foreign language. In America, it's only 1 in 5. I studied French. I know a few words, but certainly can't speak it. And that I blame on me, actually, not the school. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, is, is flipping available for anything on this crane situation? I hope that it's uh, we haven't seen an increase in injuries. You see the crane go down. The video's all over the place. A crane over there at Hudson Yards. There was a fire at the top of the crane, and then the crane kind of buckled and fell and hit a building across the street and then came crashing down into the ground. Uh, again, uh, six people injured last I looked at it. James Flippin, uh, hey man, uh, welcome. Uh, what's hey, the, what's the deal? So yeah, this really wild crane collapse this morning. It was around 730 10th Avenue and 40th and 41st streets. That's right near the Lincoln Tunnel, the mouth of the Lincoln Tunnel. And, um, it wasn't just the crane's boom arm that came down. Of course it did, but it scraped into, it crashed into a neighboring building, sending glass splinters all down there were 16 tons of concrete being hauled up by this crane so that also crashed down mayor adams actually kind of had a dramatic thing where he said well wait a second i'll show you he picked up a golf ball sized stone and said this is really what was kind of being carried up in these bags i don't i'm not a construction guy so i mean i think of concrete as like that powder mix but i guess maybe there's also some like larger stones or roughage in there to kind of complete the mix and that stuff all sprayed all over the sidewalk, too. So it's really amazing that only six people were hurt by this. And uh, up until this point, all minor injuries. I'm not sure. We haven't heard yet if it was like construction workers that were hurt or just people walking down the street. But, I mean, 730, that's not that early for Midtown Manhattan. And I'm uh, looking at the uh, man, the crown. The, it's all over the street. It's like a bomb went off. Hey, the name Loma. Loma, the Queens-based company, was founded and operated by the late James Loma, or Lama, L-O-M-M-A. You see it right on the crane. A controversial, bombastic Staten Island native who dubbed himself the King of Cranes. He died back in 2019. I remember, I think a crane collapsed on the east side in like 2008, 2009, and maybe 2010. 
And he was in trouble for that. He mm-hmm. got prosecuted for that, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the same guy? Uh, I'm going to have to get back to you on that because that aspect of it, um, you know, right now, officially, the investigation's underway into like what caused the fire inside the crane's engine compartment and stuff like that. And, you know, they did say that there was some issue with the site, the construction site, but I'm not sure about the crane. Hey, check this out, actually. I was, uh, it's in 2012. Crane owner is cleared of all charges in fatal collapse. The owner of a crane company was acquitted on Thursday of all charges in connection with the collapse of a tower crane in Manhattan nearly four years ago that killed two people. Mm. Uh, Let's see here. James Loma and his companies were found not guilty of all four charges, the most serious of which was second-degree manslaughter. Yeah, that thing came down. Where was it? It was uh, 91st and 1st Avenue, May 30th, 2008, just two months after another fatal crane accident, we don't. We used to see him a lot more. Now right. we don't see him as much. But that should not have happened today. Then again, I've never seen. I don't know if I've ever seen a crane that skinny, that high up. But then again, we haven't seen buildings this skinny. There's so many ridiculously tall buildings. The Empire State Building is now like the seventh or eighth tallest building in New York. It's uh, like buildings are taller than it all over the place. I can't recognize the sky, the uh, skyline anymore. You come in, it's like I'm looking at Hong Kong. You know, where's the where's the Empire State Building? Where's the World Trade Center? We know what, you know, I mean, it just, it seems so out of balance, so out of whack. I don't like it. Yeah, and it's weird, you know, the, the look of it from like New Jersey, like you said, you're driving in on Route 3, you notice those like pencil thin, uh, you know, towers that are kind of like north midtown i guess if you will and it is very bizarre they use that sort of like oscillating weight at the top of it to kind of counterbalance because the things sway they're so skinny that they can't help but like sway in the wind and i guess you can actually technically feel that a little bit in the higher stories i don't know that's wild to me i wouldn't want to live in one of those buildings well if you look at the video and everybody should look at the video you see the name right there on the side l-o-m-m-a and it's his company and he seems like a straight up guy to me. And I, I, you know, I think he was unfairly accused back then, found not guilty, although he's no longer with us. He died in 2019. But the company lives on. Uh, anything else that you know about? With this particular No, case? In, in general. Oh, man, there's so much stuff going on today. We were talking about it in the newsroom. It's nuts with this aliens hearing down in Washington, D.C. I got to tell you, those things don't interest me. Really? I, I feel like we're being spoon fed. They're, they're not legitimate. They're not giving us the information. And I think they're screwing. I think they're jerking us around. I think this is an information operation. Actually, mm. there's something. So I, I'm not playing that game. What do you mean, like a distraction of some kind? Yes, there's that, and I, I think that there are, um, there are, man-made uh, justifications, explanations for this stuff. Mm. Uh, I, I, it's not extraterrestrial. It's okay. not coming from another planet. Well, that makes me feel good. And for whatever reason, they're jerking around the American people with this stuff. And it's, uh, I, I don't think it's right. But look, okay. I know a lot of people disagree and whatever, and that's fine. Well, I that's mean, more I, a, I, I could be wrong. It's a fantastical story, if you will. But the bigger story, of course, is the Hunter Biden thing. And I mean, we're just all, everybody's trying to track down any details or like what happened inside the courtroom, what didn't, what's next. I mean, it's just, it's wild. It's a, it's a rapidly changing story. And don't forget, I mean, and well, it's easy to forget because no one's really holding him accountable other than a few uh, folks out there. But I mean, Joe Biden has been now credibly accused mm-hmm. <laughs> of being involved in a bribery scheme going back at least to uh the vice presidency probably a lot earlier can you imagine that the day that joe biden became president his brother frank gets a job (laughs) for big 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 money at a florida law firm even though he's not an attorney and he starts doing commercials for the law firm hi i'm frank biden i will meet with you anywhere in the state granted if you pay us (laughs) basically you know a non-lawyer why? Because I've got connections to the president of the United States. It's in their blood. They are such small time people. 
They come from Delaware, which is, I'm sorry, Delaware, you're a nowhere state, all right? It's a nowhere state, and Joe, you, sh- you, you shouldn't even get a senator, quite frankly, two. You get two U.S. senators. You've got fewer people than Suffolk County, and you're smaller than Suffolk County. Did you know that? I Actually, I didn't, but I did pick up on it. It seemed as though you may have impugned the University of Delaware's academic standing earlier. Oh, you, yeah, said, you, oh, you said, oh, Biden, University of Delaware. He, I bar- just, he barely got a degree in gym from the University of <laughs> Delaware. Well, I'm just, is I'm that just here to went? stand up for the University of Delaware. That's all. Did you go there? I did. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> well, did you, you didn't major in gym class, right? I did not. No. What did you major in? political science you and see, i minored in economics you got a much more prestigious degree and the, the, by the way we need physical education teachers but i think he took gym because you know it, it was a it was the easy way out well didn't he say that he was able he was going to play football at the at uh, the naval academy it's or one something of the many like many lies and he also he also said that having asthma kept him out of the draft all right so are you a football hero or do you have asthma i don't think you can be both usually not I don't think you can be both. All right. So uh, anyway, well, it's a miracle that nobody was hurt. That's good news. Absolutely. And we'll figure out what happened. What do you think of the Sinead O'Connor thing, huh? Sad. You, sad. Yeah, but you, she's a little bit before your time. I mean, I remember that song, and I sort of have like a fleeting memory of all the SNL controversy that she got caught up in. But yeah, I mean, I heard you talking about it on air. I think you're right. The haircut was sort of a unique thing back then. The haircut and, um, well, and 56, way too early. Yeah. You know, the hard life. That's sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know? And lost her child recently and stuff. You know, yeah. it's rough. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're sorry. But anyway, thanks for coming Thank around. Thank you, Greg. And uh, uh, Barbara, oh, hello, Barbara. We put you right through, of course. Barbara, hi. Hi, Greg. Yes, I'm... I'm like everyone else. I'm holding my breath to see what's going to happen with these charges we expect against Trump. And I have a quote from Montesquieu, the French philosopher. Montesquieu? And, um, Montesquieu? Is that his name? Yes, Montesquieu. He said, there is no greater tyranny than that which is perpetrated under the shield of law and in the name of justice. There is no greater tyranny then that that is perpetrated under the the what under the shield under the shield of law and in the name of justice uh, and that's exactly what we're seeing they're using these supposed laws and twisting them to say that they're they're accusing him lawfully and that this is justice when everyone knows it is not and this is the worst of tyrannies yeah, I know. It's uh, but wait, don't you think this is good news? I mean, it, like they're not getting away with it. If they're if they're not getting away with it, that's wonderful. I wasn't able to listen to about the last forty five minutes. I'm traveling, so I don't know the latest developments with um, Hunter Biden. Well, it just fell I- apart in the courtroom. Hey, you know what else fell apart? Kevin Spacey acquitted of all sexual assault charges in the UK wow. in in London. Now, this is a guy who, <laughs> he was totally canceled, he lost everything, and every legal case brought against him has disintegrated. He's either won or the prosecutors had to drop the case. Now, um, you know, look, uh, it probably, <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was doing. I, I know he was a, a, a very good actor, and I know that cancel culture has gotten a little bit out of hand. Hey, I want to do one thing for you here because Montesquieu was from French or was from France. And I want to try something here. Okay. Let's see. That quote is there is no greater tyranny than that, which is perpetrated under the shield of the law and in the name of justice. 
and now we're going to hear it in French. Voyons qu'il n'y a pas de plus grande tyrannie que celle qui est perpétrée sous le bouclier de la loi et au nom de la justice. Now, I know enough about France and French to know that that was a very good translation. Emerging technologies, Barbara, we have to embrace them. We can't just always be uh, moaning and groaning about, you know, it, it was better back when. And uh, I'm not saying you do that. I can do that a lot. And this uh, this is called I Translate. And I can't wait to have conversations with people like my. <laughs> There's a woman who comes o- comes over to the house and she, you know, she cleans and she helps us uh, take care of the baby sometime. She speaks no English, zero. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting, like, I mean, everybody speaks a little bit of English and uh, except her. But now we're going to communicate and we're going to have a conversation. And I'm going to tell her about all the shortcomings I've noticed around the house. Uh, no, I won't do that. She's fantastic. Um, anyway, Barbara, thank you. Anything else going on? Yes. Well, yes. I also read something I thought was interesting from Winston Churchill, where he says, you will never reach your destination if you stop to throw stones at every dog that barks. Now, to me, that says there are a lot of things thrown out there by the left to distract us and send us off down one one uh, rabbit hole after another. And Winston Churchill said, you have to ignore that, you have to focus, and you have to keep your focus and your mission in mind. Otherwise, you will never reach your destination. You can't reach your destination if you stop every time somebody barks at you, right? If you stop to throw stones at every dog that barks. Wow, I like that. I like that a lot. You can't get uh, mixed up. Hey, I'm watching some really crazy video right now, and it looks like Mitch McConnell is having a real problem on television. He might be having a stroke right before our eyes. I don't know what's going on with him. You know that little area where they have the press conferences outside the Senate? He gets to the microphone, and he just stands there, and it's like they're waiting for him to say something, and he just stands there for about 35 seconds. And it's really weird. And his face is contorted like it's kind of frozen. Something's up. Now, he's uh, way up there in age. And he just recently, I think, didn't he fall and hit his head or something like that? I was just talking about Mitch McConnell just the other day. Uh, I'm no fan of Mitch, but I I want him to be uh, safe, uh, happy, and healthy. I just prefer to have him uh, back home in uh, Kentucky, I believe. That's where he's from. Barbara, we thank you. Safe travels. And we'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, that is something uh, to watch Mitch McConnell have a bit of a moment there. Uh, I'm not a fan. I don't like Mitch McConnell, but I I love Mitch McConnell. You know what I mean? And uh, I love everybody, to be honest. Everybody was created for some reason whatsoever, and uh, God has a plan, and uh, and we're all children of God. I can't stand his um, you know, he's too timey and he's, you know, stab you in the back and he's not MAGA and he tried to trip up Trump. Uh, but I love the guy. And um, he just had a moment, very weird, looked like he was having a stroke to me. I want to see if you can, he, he says a couple of words and then he just stands there and you can kind of pick up how, how odd and kind of concerning this could be. Go ahead. A partisan cooperation. And a string of uh, uh, 
and nothing's happening. He's just looking straight ahead with this kind of weird look on his face. And people start moving around. And the first to come to the rescue, listen. Are you good? Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? I'm sure go back to your Do you want to say anything else to the press? Do you want to say anything else to the press? And they just kind of lead him off because he's not saying anything. And you know what I like about this? I can't stand these guys, by the way. They're all rhinos. Uh, John Thune and, you know, the rest of them. But I love them. I love their humanity. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> who does that other than human beings? Someone's having a crisis. Looks like a physical health crisis. And they come to the aid right away. Yeah, we're the only we're the only species that does that. And I did notice this: the very first person to reach out happened to be a woman. You know, I think women, by definition, by creation, they're a bit more caring. I mean, men too, but you know, the the first one to reach out was the woman. There's something great. There's something just amazing about men and women, and when, where there are differences. And the woman was the first to notice that something was 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 up, and she reaches out to him. You know. And, I, and and with care and and same for the men too. And then they came to the rescue and they actually started doing things like asking him questions. All right, are you? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to go there? So I hope he's going to be okay. Uh, he he is. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but he's too old for the Senate at this point. You you, you know, some guys live to be a hundred and uh, they still got it. He does not have it. Career politician, been there forever, and um, a million reasons to not like Mitch McConnell. But there's a great. There's one reason to love him. He is a child of God, Mitch McConnell. Let me just find out how old he is here. Mitch McConnell. And you know he's you know who he's married to, right? <laughs> what did Trump call her? Coco Chow! The China-loving Coco Chow! And everyone's like, that's racist. No, it's not. There is not one thing racist about the word Coco. Not nothing. And China-loving? Well, I'm sorry, but yeah, there are there, there are real conflicts. There, you know, all kinds of business interests in China that would (laughs) suggest that there might be, uh, you know, some issues of allegiance a little bit. Yeah, we've been selling out to China for a long time. He's 81. He's 81 years old. And Elaine Chow is uh, is 70. Oh, by the way, didn't she? I think she's from New York, Elaine Chow. And Trump gave her a great big fat uh, cabinet position. And what was the thanks? Well, I think we're going to have to move forward with impeachment. These are very serious questions about that the American people deserve answers. Um, let's let's see. Uh, Jason in Oklahoma City. Hi. Yes. Hi, Jason. Uh, Greg, I want to say that I've, I've called. Uh, I remember you called before. Because uh, I want to say the same thing when I'm telling you, he shouldn't hesitate to uh, prosecute and uh, impeach Biden. Who should not hesitate? He shouldn't hesitate. Who's he? The Democrats would do it to us. Who's he? And they did it in Who? 2016. Who's he? Uh, you meaning the Democrats to Trump. All right. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I, you know, I, I don't like impeachment is the ultimate tool. And I think, yeah, you might have a thing, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to do it because the Democrats did it to us. The Democrats did it for no reason. The Democrats have cheapened impeachment. Now it just looks like a tit for tat. But high crimes and misdemeanors, including bribery, that is impeachable, and it, it might be there. So I would, uh, I would do it right. I do it methodically. If it has to be done, it has to be done. 
But no, Jason, I do remember we disagreed on this the last time. You think that, uh, you know, they did it, so we should do it. Um, I will never stoop to their level. All right. I will never stoop to their level. And I'm going to do this later. I saw a bunch of congressmen yesterday. And what I loved about them was that they were no name congressmen. You know, they were just kind of rank and file congressmen. And they came forward and said, you know, we got a lot of evidence that Joe Biden's taking bribes. And this is something we got to move forward on. And I, I'm listening. And I know, and I like the way they're handling it. I don't, you can't pull the trigger on this thing too fast. It's going to look, it's going to look like the one they, they used against Trump. Nobody cared about that. I went to a party in the middle of impeachment. Not one person was talking about it. Not one. The American people knew better. This is going to be different. It's going to be more serious. We got to get our ducks in a row. Thank you. Uh, let's go to, uh, Mike. Hi. Hey, Greg, how you doing today? Good. I think we're all suffering from uh, political TB or media R&D syndrome. Political TB, T for Trump, terrible, destroy, ruin. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> what? You, <laughs> you like that, huh? No, I don't like that at all. Wait. Call you on surprise, you know? I don't even know. It, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. You know, TB. I was thinking tuberculosis. Anyway, what was right. the what's the it's other a one? What? disease and what's, political TB is terrible. Political TB. Well, it's very easy to avoid if you don't want to. Just tune it out. Don't watch TV. Don't listen to talk radio. Put your phone down. You know, I mean, no one's forcing it down anybody's throat. I told you, I went to a party in December of twenty was it twenty nineteen, and they just impeached Trump, and a bunch of journalists. No one was talking about it. People knew. Hey, I'm sorry, callers. I got to go. There's the music. Thank you, though. Thank you for participating. Uh, let's just take a look. one more quick look. No deal for Hunter Biden. Uh, this puts him in. Uh, I think he's going to jail. He's going to go to jail. And that may or may not be the right thing. I hope it happens, though. Bye.